My guest today is Matthew Crookshank, an art director in the Google Doodle project. Google Doodles, in case you didn't know, are the artworks you see on the Google homepage, changing every day to reflect on historical events as well as contemporary news. It is an incredible art project that has generated over 5000 doodles in different parts of the world. There are doodles which appear as static images and some that are videos. Still others are interactive. You can press buttons to engage with the elements in them in interesting ways. They serve to not only entertain us but also to inform and educate us about the works of remarkable individuals all over the world. But every doodle is not about an individual person. This conversation was particularly prompted by a doodle made to celebrate Route 66, the iconic road that cuts through America. Matthew Crookshank drove down Route 66, 2500 miles from Chicago to LA in just over 2 weeks to document the changing landscape, to celebrate this route's historic value and space in modern American history. and to observe its place today in nostalgia and pop culture he did all this by making hundreds of urban sketches and paintings along the way to represent his impressions and these were cut copied and pasted into a wonderful video collage that became that day's google doodle and you should most definitely watch it there's a link to it in the episode description find also links to matthew's other work and my best insights from this conversation in the episode description our conversation is about sketchbooking the value of traditional skills even if your final output is digital the magic of route 66 and of course matthew's personal and professional journey which began with google 10 years ago but which really began as an artist in the uk with a sketchbook in his hand enjoy Hello Matthew and welcome to the Sneaky Art podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to speak with you. Thank you for giving me your time today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I love your title. I love being included amongst the sneaky people. <laughs> being included amongst the sneaky people is pretty much what uh, all my guests are about because I love to speak to guests who find beauty in their environments. And in this vast world we live, we're able to travel so much more today than we have ever been able to. and we're able to record it in so many ways i'm fascinated by people who keep sketchbooks to record the world as they see it and this effort to do something that sounds like it comes from a bygone era in a time of so many digital tools and digital mediums of communication but it continues to play a role in so many lives and it continues to touch so many lives so i guess what immediately struck me as most interesting when i was trying to read up about your work was the role of the sketchbook in different stages of your life how you started to make art of your world how it was discovered at google and how it still continues to play a role in your life today even though your the final output of your work is in the digital medium tell me a little bit about the evolving role of sketchbooks for you well i mean i think it it all began at art college with um with a tutor called peter parr and peter is a man who um has his sketchbook permanently fused to his hand at all times. Pete really sees sketchbooks as recording devices. Um 
ways that we can interact, uh, almost like diaries in some ways. And, you know, the idea that you really need to sort of practice and draw so much in order to sort of try and try and get better. But these are also very personal moments for you as well. So you can have sketchbooks, which people will never, ever see. And you can have other things that you might be a little bit more proud of that you want to share. But essentially, they're, they're an extension of your hand and your brain and your mind. And we might go into that a little bit further. But yes, going to our animation college and art college really taught me that this sketchbook is vital. I do remember there was one weekend that I, I was out with my girlfriend at the time and we were in a clothing store and it was an incredibly boring situation. And Peter was actually there. He actually emerged out of his clothing, clothing <laughs> rack. And he was there with his wife, but he had his sketchbook and he was, he was sketching. He was making use of this sort of 10, 15 minutes that he had. Um, and he said, well, where's your sketchbook? And I was kind of taken aback and I think it's always kind of struck me that this thing should be with you at all times. So what I've done for the last 25 years is live in fear that Peter is going to pop out from the bushes or somewhere and ask me where my sketchbook is. That, that's a great story. And I absolutely endorse that view, by the way, of having a sketchbook with you at all times. I can confirm that there are no more boring moments in my life because I get to airports ahead of time just so I can draw. And I love being in random places where I have nothing to do so that I can have an excuse to draw. Airports are, airports are perfect. Um, lines for hipster bakeries, I've noticed in San Francisco, seem to be good, <laughs> good moments. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the sketching everything whenever you can, even in, in a small scale, in a small thumbnail. Um, because, you know, inspiration really is, is everywhere. And these sketchbooks are vital to kind of more of the commercial work that I do and other people would do as well, because I think you can pick up very interesting kind of ideas that, you know, chronologically you can put together and you can go back to them as sort of reference devices as well. So I think that's another interesting way to look at sketchbooks. Yeah, that, that's such a great point. It, a sketchbook is, is like a private space when so much of the work we do, we feel instantly compelled to make public. Everything that you draw, you feel like it needs to now be validated by other people in order to be a quote-unquote good drawing or a bad piece of art. But a sketchbook allows this personal space which you don't have to share with anyone, where you can process your ideas, where you, like you mentioned, you can collect raw ideas and they can become reference material for work afterwards. So I am quite fascinated that uh, you used a sketchbook for what is essentially the subject that our conversation today revolves around to make this particular Google Doodle, which is an incredible story told from Chicago to LA. Tell me a little bit about the Route 66 Doodle. Tell me a little bit about the importance of Route 66. Why did you feel compelled to do this? I mean, you know, being fortunate enough to come to America, the, the, the thing that strikes you is, is the landscapes, the vastness of it. Um, and there's the incredible history of this, this mother road all the way back from when I read Steinbeck novels as a kid and then to come over and uh, understand and read a bit more about this sort of archery that led through America that was this sort of vessel for the hopes and dreams and endeavors and struggles of people. And it was this incredible moment in Americana history of incredible cars and street signs and buildings. And I don't know, it's something very interesting about, about that. 
And then the I-40 came along and all of a sudden everyone was in the fast lane and not the slow lane anymore. So what happened was, you know, it's Route 66 turned into this sort of area of melancholic beauty and abandoned buildings and these kind of abandoned dreams to some extent, which are really great to paint and draw on a, on a purely kind of physical level to go out there and see these kind of, um, yeah, it's moment in time. It's almost like ghost town type thing. So I thought that was fascinating. Now, now what we do on the team is we celebrate human achievement. We celebrate human endeavor. We celebrate locations and events and trying to bring the best out of the world. And I think Route 66 really struck me as a really interesting location. Can I celebrate the whole route and then what that represents to others? So uh, pitched the idea and we kind of uh, let it percolate for, for a number of years and then seemed like the right time to, to go and, and sort of getting the buy-off from the rest of the team. I was able to fly out um, in September 2019 to, get, to go to Chicago and then to drive all the way back to LA, which took two and a half weeks, um, roughly, you know, sort of 100-ish miles a day. But then the idea that you're pulling over to the side of the road and that you're painting and sketching and observing as you go. Yeah, and it seems so incredible to me to think as an in independent artist myself, and I'm sure it will amaze so many of my listeners that this kind of time and effort and resources would be put into something that is titled Doodle, and <laughs> albeit with a capital D. And for something that seems, from the outside at least, it seems so ancillary to the work of the company Google. So I'm quite fascinated with this kind of whimsical creativity operating within one of the biggest companies in the world today. When you proposed your idea, did no one ask you to maybe just Google it? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, we do, do do a lot of research. You can't, it's a rule. You're not allowed to use Google at Google. Otherwise you go into some kind of internal vortex. So yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was enough there. But we, I wanted to take it in a different direction. You know, I wanted more of an animated sketchbook journey. Um, I, worked, I really we were, I felt, felt very lucky to get the Bobby Troop track, which was amazing, uh, which kind of ties it all together. But, you know, in essence, it's, it's a, a little moment, a little kind of window into a world of, of, of celebrating anniversaries and events. And this seemed a little different to something that I had done before. Where traditionally, I, I mean, I do use the computer a lot. Um, I do a lot of animation in the computer. This was animated in there, but all the backgrounds are obviously painted. All the kind of artifacts and all the images and symbols are, are painted as well. And it's a case of putting that together. So I think, I think on our team, we try and do new things, try and get new experiences. Um, and I, and I lo absolutely love the computer. Don't get me wrong. There's just, it's an incredible device and tool for perfection in some ways. There's no button that says create great art and you just press it. There's a lot of time, work and, and skill that goes into it. But with this particular doodle, I wanted it to feel hand-drawn, to feel like there was more of a human element behind it. Um, almost keeping some of the mistakes that happen when you go, go out and paint in real life. So there's things that, that are there that could have been better and they could have been worse. It's part of the thing about going on a road trip is that the mistakes in the u-turns are going to be as interesting as the whole journey so thinking about using the best tools for the job 
I now think about drawing on location, using a sketchbook, driving along Route 66 to stop by the side of the road to take out a sketchbook and then use your paints to make something. And a lot of people would think this is not, these aren't the optimal tools for this job. What is the case for why drawing on location, observing on location, painting on location is the optimal way to do something like this? Yeah, I mean, you, I could, you could record it on a on an iPad or something like that. You could, we could have used that. There's some incredible um, technology out there. I just think going back to analog is really uh, stripping away. A lot of your kind of tricks and techniques, I think, that people can learn as in as they exist as commercial artists. There is a lot of it out there. I say tips and tricks, but they're things that you can learn and they're, they're skills in the, in themselves. So, what if I could put that to one side and go for more of an honest um, take on things? Even if I was using occasionally a cartoon style, but there are occasionally some some sketches and images where you throw all of that away and you just observe and try and record what you see as you see it using, you know, a variety of, of, of methods that seemed more appropriate for, for route 66. You know, I think, I think when I think back about the people I met and the areas of that I drove through, there's a, there's an honesty and integrity to those people as well. So it seemed to fit into the, the environment.